The Protectors of the Wood podcast. Everything is at stake. The destruction of our planet is becoming real life. This podcast tells the story of misfit teenagers struggling to band together and help our world through this crisis. Episode number 11, Tension and Mystery at the Family Reunion. As the rain fell, Phoebe and Penny joined their parents for dinner at the greenhouse. Patty handed out cups of steaming tea and stood nearby, glancing at the two shockingly large paintings that leaned against the back wall. A couple of clamp lights shone over the area. So, uh, what's your plan now that you're back in Middletown? I... I thought I'd find some sort of job. Really? What kind? Phoebe intended to give an evasive answer, but her words seemed to get stuck in her throat. She was afraid she would burst into tears. We know you're a great worker. I... I don't know what to do. The silence stretched on. Patty and Penny sat on the edge of their seats, watching the drama unfold, but unable to play a part. Oh, this is about the toy store, isn't it? I wish I could do something, but earlier today, I was talking to Sammy, and I read the Middletown Standard. It looks like this new corporation moving into town is buying up everything they can find. And Gilligan doesn't understand the store at all. He'll probably sell, and there's nothing I can do about it. I did foresee this disaster. Scudder even made us an offer, organizing a big meeting at the Hickory Securities office with a lot of talk from Bob Bentley about making us rich. When I turned them down, they made veiled threats to drive us out. Scudder is just a pawn in this game. Geddon owns Hickory Securities. So when Gilligan made an offer, we included an agreement that he will not sell to Scudder or his backer, Milton Morphy, or any concern in which they have an interest. But I can tell you're worried anyways. Ah, I have to admit it. Every day I wonder if Gilligan, in all good faith, might sell to someone who secretly knows this information, who would then turn around and sell to Morphy or any of his front organizations. Gilligan's under financial pressure, got divorced, and the store is not taking in the kind of money he counted on. I thought you were getting away from it all. You seem more involved than I thought. <laughs> You're right. Uh, we are involved, just in a different way. We've only been pretending to be retired this past year. Oh, don't act surprised. A pot on the stove was giving off steam, 
and the scent of cooking filled the warm air. Can I jump in here? I've gone through a lot of trouble to set up these paintings, and it looks like I'll have to take them down right away. So let me use them now to help Phoebe understand our situation. Phoebe had been curious about the paintings since she arrived and gave them full attention. One was very similar to the painting of the valley Phoebe had found in her room. The other was a vast rectangle, an aerial view of Middletown and the forest, giving details of streets and houses, the river and the forest and the cliffs. Phoebe searched for familiar places like the toy store and Penny's house and Glenda's house. Whoa, Mom. These are fantastic. I heard about your show coming up. Everyone will love your paintings. I've seen this painting a bunch of times. But this one? This one is amazing, Mom. I was hoping to impress you. They took me most of the winter and spring, and I've been working up to them for years. But it's sad, though because I can't show them. That's the frustrating part of the strange life we're leading. The tall painting, this valley, is a secret. And you'll also find it in the large painting, just a tiny part, but clear enough for those who know what to look for. We can't let most people see them. But how are they gonna see it when it's back here in the greenhouse? Jerome Peabody from The Standard keeps trying to interview us. I thought I could leave them up for a few days at least, but Allison found him snooping around. So, I'm trying to understand. You and Dad must be staying out in the forest for a reason. And you must have a sort of home there, and people, friends, a project to work on. Do you remember Wendy? She used to be around when you were little. She came by the store from time to time. Oh, Wendy? Of course. I was just thinking about her. How could I forget Wendy? She cured my bronchitis and came to your meetings. And when she came to the toy store and entertained the children with that pet squirrel, I'll never forget it. It was so amazing. Phoebe was thinking. I knew it. Finally, another piece of the mystery. I'm sure you've wondered about this valley I like to paint. Let me tell you, long ago, this part of the forest, called Hidden Valley, was owned and farmed by Wendy's parents and grandparents generation after generation. Part of the family is still alive and living there, remaining hidden all these years, growing their own food and living surprisingly well. They're related to the people who farmed the land from here to the sea long ago. Wendy has lived there her whole life, except for the time that she spent here at the garden center. In fact, the land in this painting is still their property, if they could only prove it. 
Many of those who lived in Hidden Valley moved to Rivergate. The island in the wetland passed the highway. That's a long story for another night, but you should know that they are at the center of the protectors of the wood, our foundation that protects the forest and the wetland preserve. They are the leaders of what we're doing. Mom, I saw this painting yesterday in my room. It looked like Hidden Valley and everything was on fire. Everything on fire. Patty looked away. Her eyes teared up. Peter pretended to be carving and looked at no one. I'm, I'm sorry, Mom. Did I bring up something bad? Oh, Phoebe. You dig out the things I would like to forget or wish didn't exist. But it's not your fault. I left that painting behind because I couldn't stand it. Too painful even for me. Or maybe I left it on purpose for you or Penny to figure out. But this world is full of danger and pain and we have to live with it. like I'm on my own No one to light on my way I hear the wind howl and the water rage Will it ever be break of day they say All these rivers are flowing Let's go where they're going In the night like a wandering star You must travel far We're all lost in a crazy world for danger, I say Hear the wind howl and the water rage There must be rocks ahead, I said All these rivers are flowing You must go where they're going In the night like a wandering star You must travel far Some are wise friends, wise and true But no one can see 
Our best dreams are thrown on the wind. I know we're following them. We sing all these rivers are flowing. Don't be afraid, you must go where they're going. In the night, like a wandering star, you must travel far. You must travel far. You must travel far. Thanks for listening to the Protectors of the Wood podcast. Find all our podcasts, songs, and projects on our website, protectorsofthewood.com. And to all the eco-warriors out there, remember that everyone can make a difference and every action counts.